0: Greetings from St Bride's Church Fleet Street here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're able to tune in to this podcast. We've been offering these online services every week since the first lockdown began. Each act of worship combines archive recordings of our choir and congregational singing together with newly recorded readings, intercessions and sermons. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details of how to do so in the accompanying text. And now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. The crowds were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Please be seated. A very warm welcome to St Bride's, to our choral Eucharist on this Palm Sunday, as we begin our journey together into Holy Week. We begin with some special words of introduction to this service, followed by a prayer of blessing for our palm crosses. And if you don't have one of these with you, you can always cut down a piece of foliage or greenery, which will do just as well. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. Dear Friends in Christ, During Lent, we have been preparing by works of love and self-sacrifice for the celebration of our Lord's death and resurrection. Today, we come together to begin this solemn celebration in union with the Church throughout the world. Christ enters his own city to complete his work as our Saviour, to suffer, to die and to rise again. Let us go with him in faith and love, so that, united with him in his sufferings, we may share his risen life. Will you please stand and hold up your palm crosses? God, our Saviour, whose Son, Jesus Christ, entered Jerusalem as Messiah to suffer and to die, Let these palms be for us signs of his victory and grant that we who bear them in his name may ever hail him as our King and follow him in the way that leads to eternal life, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen. Amen. We sing our processional hymn. god shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners christ died for us let us then show our love for him by confessing our sins in penitence and faith almighty god our heavenly father we have sinned against you and against our neighbor in thought and word and deed through negligence through weakness through our own deliberate fault we are truly sorry and repent of all our sins for the sake of your son jesus christ who died for us forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name amen Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who in your tender love towards the human race Sent your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Grant that we may follow the example of his patience and humility and also be made partakers of his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
1: The Old Testament reading is taken from Isaiah, chapter 50, beginning at the fourth verse. The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught, that I may know how to sustain with a word him that is weary, Morning by morning he wakens, he wakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, I turned not backward. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been confounded, therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near me. Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who will declare me guilty? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: The epistle is taken from Philippians, chapter 2, beginning at the fifth verse. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death,
3: Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. And when they drew near to Jerusalem, and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, And immediately you will find an ass tied, and a colt with her. Untie them, and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on an ass, and on a colt, the foal of an ass. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the ass and the colt and put their garments on them, and he sat thereon. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowd that went before him and that followed him shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! And when he entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the Living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Visiting the Holy Land and undertaking long-distance pilgrimage walks has shaped my vision of the triumphal entry to Jerusalem. Jesus and the disciples had travelled from Jericho, which is about 40 kilometres from Jerusalem. They must have been exhausted, but as they approach their destination, they're elated. The topography is perfect. They make their way over the Mount of Olives, and then suddenly the city is laid out before them. Their joy must have been infectious to anyone nearby, and when others catch wind that this rabbi everyone has been talking about is arriving, others soon join them. Some are just swept up, and may even be oblivious to what's going on, but a crowd has an energy all of its own. We refer to it as the triumphal entry but it seems to be very largely a spontaneous event. The scriptures give us those curious details about Jesus sending the disciples ahead to collect the cult which leaves us wondering If he's seen into the future or if he's somehow made some previous arrangements. Certainly there's no sense of anyone else having been responsible for planning this arrival. The contrast between this event which takes place at the eastern end of the city and the highly choreographed parade that we understand Pilate made on the first day of Passover week entering the Western Gate is striking. Pilate's usual base was on the coast, at Caesarea Maritima. He made the 60-mile journey to Jerusalem at Passover, accompanied by hundreds of Roman troops to remind the Jews that regardless of what they may think of their status in the eyes of their God, Rome is their master. The chariots, horses and foot soldiers dressed for battle and armed with swords and spears is a show of strength. It's meant to inspire awe and fear, respect and obedience, so that Rome's authority will not be questioned. The experience of these two very different entries to the city will have contrasted greatly. And they point to very different priorities, very different ways of viewing the world and even perhaps very different ways of being in the world which can tell us something about the life of faith. Jesus's entry to Jerusalem is like a counter procession. It presents us with a different vision of what power and what a kingdom should be it's profoundly subversive. Jesus' humble yet triumphal entry into Jerusalem stood in contrast to the magnificence and brutality on display at the opposite end of the city. Pilate brings a sword, Jesus brings peace. The symbolic resonances of this entry to the city are every bit as significant as pilots in the ancient middle eastern world leaders rode horses if they rode to war but donkeys if they came in peace the first book of kings mentions solomon riding a donkey on the day he was recognized as the new king of israel the mention of a donkey in zechariah's prophecy fits the description of a king who would be righteous and gentle rather than riding to conquer he foretells a king who would come in peace. Zechariah describes this peace in symbolic detail I will take away the chariots from Ephraim and the war horses from Jerusalem and the battle bow will be broken He will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Matthew pays particular attention to the fulfillment of prophecy from Zechariah. Mark, Luke and John are all content to have Jesus riding on a single animal. Matthew describes Jesus riding on both a donkey and her cult. It's a very curious detail but the crucial point is that the king of heaven enters not on a war horse but on a low-status animal of industry and peace. We see echoes of Pilots great parades in our days in Red Square, Tiananmen Square, Kim Il Sung Square Some of us, I know, find some of the military participants at the Lord Mez show each year a bit uncomfortable. But comparatively, it's all rather endearingly amateur beyond the bands and the ceremonials. I don't imagine there was much endearingly amateur about Pilate's entry to Jerusalem. Any slip-ups would have been heavily punished, I expect. What these kinds of parades seek to do is to draw attention to the overwhelming force available to those in power so as to discourage any dissent and to make clear that stability and prosperity depend on compliance. The Pax Romana, the Peace of Rome, was the boast of the empire but it was secured not through a helping hand but through an iron fist. Those same dynamics are still at work. Nations continue to kill their own people in order to maintain power. Governments turn a blind eye or even sponsor police brutality and mass incarceration. We're privileged enough to live in a country where we're not subject to such repression and we can openly speak about these things without fear of repression or reprisal. Nevertheless, we often hear appeals to fundamentally different sources of power, the power of compassion, of relationships, of love, characterized as well-meaning, but ultimately naive. We live in a world of real politique. Our stability and prosperity depend on our making some difficult decisions. The logic is applied to how we understand other people. If we welcome refugees, we just encourage more. And it also applies to the environment. We have dead rivers and polluted waterways in our country, but that's cheaper than developing adequate water treatment capacity, and it keeps down the price of chicken. Shalom, the Jewish understanding of peace, is much more about the helping hand Than the iron fist. It is the fruit of right relations with God, with neighbour, with the environment. Matthew makes a clear distinction between those outside the city who parade with Jesus and those inside the city. Those outside the city are praising Jesus as the Messiah. Those inside are in turmoil and asking Who is this? The crowd cheers and celebrates Jesus today, but it will jeer and call for blood a few days hence. And those people who cheered for blood weren't bad people. They were just like us. Most of them would have been good parents, faithful wives and husbands. They participated in their community. They offered generous help and advice to others. They belonged to a society that perpetrated inequalities and injustices. They considered their lives and those of others around them just the way things are. Faith familiarises us with an alternative way of seeing and being in the world. It teaches us not to push others away but to welcome them in we constantly fall short of course but as we journey from this celebration of peace to that baying for blood we can aspire to live by different rules and be encouraged by those who wish to do likewise knowing that christ trod this path to victory In the sacrament, we receive week by week the bread of life, our spiritual sustenance. It is the assurance that, despite a difficult journey, our failings won't define us, but ultimately, sharing in an unconditional and infinite love will. Thanks be to God. Amen.
0: Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, we believe in one holy catholic and apostolic church we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come amen let us pray
4: almighty god as we approach holy week Enfold us in your unfailing love and open our eyes to understand more deeply some aspects of Christ's Passion. Help us to truly understand the sacrifice he made for us as Jesus the man. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We think of Christ the Servant, and to paraphrase St Ignatius, Holy God, Teach us to be generous, to serve you as you deserve, to give and not to count the cost, to fight for justice no matter the wounds, to live from moment to moment in your will, in our work, in our homes, in our relationships. We give thanks for our family here at St Brides and pray for Alison, Jeff and Stephen ahead of the Holy Week schedule. We pray for our church wardens, admin team, the PCC, our fabulous musicians, the Sunday club leaders and children, and for all who worship here today in person, in spirit and online. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We think of Christ at prayer while his disciples slept. Gracious God. We recognise that sometimes, often, we put off prayer and thanksgiving as we give way to human frailty. We thank you for those who pray and intercede on our behalf both in heaven and here on earth. We pray for all people of faith around the world. We pray for the millions of Muslims who this week began fasting for the holy month of Ramadan. And we pray especially for all in our own Christian family, no matter their colour or creed. Strengthen our faith in God this holy week. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We think of Christ betrayed with a kiss and with denials. Almighty God, please help us to never abandon someone in the time of greatest need help us to forgive those who have wounded and abandoned us in our own times of crisis cleanse our hearts from bitterness and resentment so that we can show up in our own lives and continue to serve others with integrity and kindness lord in your mercy hear our prayer we think of christ falsely tried Merciful God, we pray today for those around us in the world who are facing persecution, who know that there is no justice for them, and who face imprisonment and death. We remember those who have become imprisoned in their own homes. All of the thousands of girls in Afghanistan who mourn the loss of an education, and those in Israel who protest against planned clampdowns on judicial independence in a region where injustice is lacking and intergenerational Lord in your mercy hear our prayer we think of Christ's compassion despite the way he received none himself loving God We pray for all who bring comfort, care, and healing to those who are unwell, lonely, or who feel forgotten. Comfort those who are suffering and those who this week have lost loved ones. We pray for all whose anniversary of their death falls this week. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father God, finally, We pray for the things on our hearts that only you know. Send us out into this holy week with kindness, with commitment, with patience and humility and with the knowledge that Jesus is alive. Merciful Father, Accept, accept these prayers, these prayers for, for the, the sake, sake of, your Son, of your Son, our Savior, Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Amen. Will you please stand? Once we were far off, but now in union with Christ Jesus, we have been brought near through the shedding of Christ's blood, for he is our peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you.) Amen. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy at all times and in all places to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks because for our salvation he was obedient even to death on the cross the tree of shame was made the tree of glory, and where life was lost, there life has been restored. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this, as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself, made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord.
5: Great is the mystery of faith.
0: Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Accept through him our great High Priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts, in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by by your Spirit, Inspire us with your love and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord whose nature is always to have mercy. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you humbled yourself in taking the form of a servant and in obedience died on the cross for our salvation. Give us the mind to follow you and to proclaim you as Lord and King, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Christ crucified, draw you to himself, to find in him a sure ground for faith, a firm support for hope, and the assurance of sins forgiven. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, rest upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.